Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, welcome to Women in Business, where we celebrate influential women making a difference in our community. Now, here's your host. Hello, this is Lori Kennedy, and I'm your host today for Women in Business, powered by Business Radio X. Stone Payton, our producer, is also in the studio with us today, and we are grateful to have you tuned in with us. Today, we are interviewing Maggie Grayeski. Good job. Yep. <laughs> with... Um, with uh, ServiceWise Electric, and we are interviewing Ramona Long with Money Pages, and we also have Jessica Winters and Chelsea Winters with Terminus Construction. Hello, ladies. How are you today? Fantastic. Good. Thank you. Doing Thank good. You Thank us. you. Yay. I'm glad you're here. Um, okay, so we're going to jump right in, and I'm going to start with you, Jessica. I am. I am. Let's I want to know... How did you find your way in to the industry that you're in right now? And then tell us about that industry. Tell us a little about your company, what you guys do, and how you found your way into it. Yeah. So I um, actually professionally did hair for 12 years behind the chair and in film. So that was a really easy transition to roofing, which is what we do now. It's the, <laughs> the natural progression right right into there. Well, um, I did hair for 12 years behind the chair, film, print, movies, uh, magazines, everything was really burnout. It's really physically exhausting. And when we had our second daughter, um, me and my husband made the decision that was for me to stay home. And that turned into a really hard decision for me. Uh, whether right or wrong, I learned very quickly over the, that four years that I found a lot of my self-worth in, in my job, in my profession, in what I'm doing. And so staying at home, I had a really hard time living up to my own expectations of myself. Um, so towards the end of that, I was like, I, ha I have to find something. I have to do something. We're going to do, do something. At the time, my husband was super not happy with his work. Um, he worked with his brother in building distribution. And it was uh, over Christmas, we were like, why don't we start something? Let's just do something. Yeah, you were doing my hair. Oh, yeah. I was, yeah. <laughs> I was doing my sister-in-law's hair. And we were like, hey, guys. You're both miserable. You've been talking about doing this for years. You just need to do it. And they pushed back, and they weren't ready and had all the excuses in the world. And so Chelsea and I kind of were like, well, we'll, we'll do it. We'll start it. And then you guys can come over when you're ready. Um, when you guys are ready. Yeah. We'll just go ahead and get it going. Yeah, we'll just go ahead and get it going. We can figure this out. We're both really smart and, and quick, quick with, uh, you know, basic business skills and We've heard you guys complain about roofers for like five years, so we know what not to do really well. Um, and so, yeah, we got started. So that that put us at uh, February of 2020. So we all know what happened the next month with shutdowns, and they both worked for home from home for like a month, and uh, it gave us the perfect opportunity to really test it out. You know, they weren't going into the office. We could really get get some processes down and and try to work it out for that month and um it was it was awesome yeah it was full on you know balls to the walls from there like it was ready to go and we never slowed down they put in their two weeks notice and uh Chelsea quit her job too because she was a dental hygienist a very successful one at that and yeah it's been full on since then it was it's been really great so that is my um not typical way into roofing <laughs> and so do the hubbies work for you guys now technically yes but it would be a disservice to them to say that they work for us they <laughs> they both do um so much, so much. my my brother-in-law chelsea's husband matt he is over our commercial roofing and then does all of the operations my husband's over all the sales in all the residential so they they definitely take on um a lot of the legwork of it and chelsea and me kind of have mastered the behind the scenes keeping things smooth and, and organized in the business all the systems and the organization and the money yeah so chelsea tell me how do you guys divide it out what the things are in the office or the parts that you guys do what, what are those and how are they divided out um so jess is really she's really good about systems and she's really good about um 
creating things and being very innovative and um and she's also really good with money so she's cfo but she also does all like the marketing side and stuff like that um but another thing that jessica brought to the table is that everybody that works for terminus we always do um a characteristic personality test um, by doing that, we learned so much about one another and learned that there's different things that everybody can bring to the table. And sometimes you sign up to do X when really you shouldn't be doing that. Somebody else should be doing that one. So, um, yeah, so we did that and kind of, I mean, it's, we all wear a lot of hats as owners. I mean, whenever you start a business, you have a bajillion. Absolutely. Um, you just have to keep switching them off. Um, but yeah, and then as we grew and we hired new people to come in, I, w- you know, I was able to give one of my hats away and wear my other one proudly. And what, what did we, we, ch- we keep changing my name. Chelsea is a um, jack of all trades. She's really good at so many different things. It's been really hard to like put her in one role. So her role has definitely evolved over the past like almost two years. And what we found is her sweet spot, which is actually how she knows these beautiful ladies is networking. Um, Chelsea has a gift. She can go into a room and connect people effortlessly. Like I've never seen. She'll walk in, have five best friends leave with 20 appointments. She's like, okay, here you go here. This person wants to talk to you. And this person wants to talk to you. So she's um, now our CNO is uh, what we've renamed her for the second time. (laughs) But um, she also does a lot of the behind the scenes, like helping me with invoicing and keeping all that straight too. So it's, it's hard to define like a one role of what me and her do in the business. The boys are very much so in their own little lanes and me and Chelsea are kind of like, here you go. Here's everything else. Figure it out. (laughs) Well, I do love when we met one of the stories that you said was we were talking about like software systems in reference to uh, accounting. And you were like, yeah, I'd never been on QuickBooks before. I was like, I'll learn it. No problem. <laughs> so yeah, as like- Ron Green calls it, um, the YouTube university. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what Ron did. I mean, it works. And I think that's so typical with us as women. Like we just, we, we know what needs to be done and we'll do what it takes to get it done. So I think that's, yeah. you know, especially, you know, we just, we do it. It's got to get done. We do it. Well, Maggie, tell us how did you end up in this industry? Oh my goodness. Um, so my husband's been doing this since, 2004. And um, my background is actually medical. Um, So I've always had just a real passion for helping people and caring for others. Um, And then when he he worked for a larger company, um, and we decided that, you know, corporate really wasn't for him, wasn't for us, I should say. And so we decided, you know, there's a better, there's something better out there. And we knew there was something better out there. So we decided to start ServiceWise 2.0, as we call it, because we actually had this, um, we started this back in 2006. Um, so this is the second time and, um, we, we started it back up. We knew there was something better. So we just, we took it by the reins and we just went with it. So, I mean, it was, um, it was both of our dreams just to have a better service company out there, um, for, you know, electrical needs for customers. And we knew we could do it and we knew we could offer it. So we just, we just did it. And so how do you find uh, working with your husband in reference to have you had to figure out what things he needs to be responsible for and what things you need to be like, how do you, when I got in business with my husband, it was like, we had to figure I had, he was doing it successfully without me. And I had to figure out how to jump in without stepping on toes so that I was helping and not, we weren't going to kill each other, you know? So (laughs) Yes, yes, I know. And it is it is something, you know, um, it's a live and learn process. I mean, you know, you just you just go at it with each other and you just kind of like, okay, well, you got this, I got this and you just have each other's backs. And it's just, you know, we're the yin to the yang to each other. And it just flows. We just mesh well with each other. Um, I, I don't. There's not really a set process that we had. Um, he's more the technical side, obviously. You know, he's out in the field doing all that. And I'm I'm the behind the scenes. I'm the office. I'm the marketing. I'm the, you know, everything accounting, like all that good stuff. So we just make it work. I mean, we just, we don't step on each other's toes. You know, I mean, obviously every day is not, a you know, just rainbow and sunshine, but we make it work. You just, you do what you got to do and you get it done. Yeah, but don't you feel like, I, I, I feel like this now working with Matt and working with my husband, um, there is this grown, like, um, 
adoration or an appreciation and like, wow, like you're, you're killing it. You know, like I feel like he, he respects me more Absolutely. now that we work together and he sees what I deal with and what I do and absolutely like, and things that he's like, he wouldn't want to do, you know, things like that. But then even for like our marriage, I think that it's been, everybody had said, they're like, oh my gosh, going into business with your husband. Oh gosh. Like and that's, your and your brother and your sister-in-law and your dad and your brother. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of people family wise that live with, uh, work with us. Um, but anyways, yeah, I just feel like it really did. It really, we've Absolutely. had moments, you know, like we've oh, definitely yeah, had every, moments yeah. where it's been trying, but I'm like, all right, listen. We can we can work this out. At the end of we the day, this. you both want what's best for the company. You mm-hmm. both want what's best for you personally. So, I mean, yes, you, you got this. You you just you do it. You just you do it. But yes, there is definitely just that admiration of you know both of us respecting each other more because we see what we bring to the table. And I know I couldn't do it without him, and he knows he couldn't do it without me. So it's right. just a mutual respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Ramona, tell us how you ended up in your line of work. Um, Similar to Jessica's story, I I was in education for a really long time. Uh, classroom teacher, IEP team chair, I wrote curriculum, I trained other teachers, and um, my husband was actually in corporate America. He was a national director for Coke, and we had moved down here from New England for that role, and I had decided oh, I'm going to scale way back and be, you know, the just a classroom teacher if there is such a thing. And about eight weeks into the school year, my dad had a stroke up in New England. And it was one of those circumstances where I was really the only person in the position to kind of take leave to go and take care of him. And um, God bless my dad. But if any of you are familiar with the comedian Ron White, if you put that man in a velour tracksuit and put some scar holes in it, that's my dad. And he is stubborn and wonderful and um was a small business owner. Uh, growing up, he had a landscape construction company. I'm the unexpected twin of a boy, so I learned how to drive a bulldozer and a bucket loader before I learned how to ride a bike. And when this man needed me, I, you know, I believe that our children are our number one trust, um, and you can't be in and out on kids, especially not special needs kids. And that's, you know, what I was doing. So I opted for early retirement, and you know, was doing some different things. And my husband was getting frustrated with the fact that this role that was supposed to be, you know, 25% travel now was 90% travel. And we have five kids. I'm a horrible empty nester. And I think he was a little afraid that if he didn't stop traveling, I would have more than three cats. And that would be a bad thing because I needed something in the house when nobody else was home. Um, And so we did some research in franchising and we looked at everything. Um, And we came across Money Pages through FranNet, Leslie Cuban out of Atlanta. She's amazing. Um, and it was never something I ever expected to do, but I really wanted something that was going to be a great work-life balance and be something that was impactful in the community. And um, family businesses, you know, you guys all have them, are what drives our community. It's, you know, our businesses are the ones that sponsor the charity 5Ks, you know, the smoke on the lake, the big shanty, the football teams, the baseball teams, the band trips, all of that stuff. And I'm, you know, a firm believer that our community should support those who support the community. And I can recall when my dad had to send us out to scrape the stickers that said LeClaire Landscaping Construction off the dump trucks and replace them with AAA landscaping so he could be first in the phone book because he couldn't afford the advertising, which was, you know, the phone book back in the day. Yes, I'm totally aging myself right there. (laughs) Yellow pages. Um, So when I came across this, it's a Christian-owned company, 20 years experience out of Atlanta, and our corporate founder and CEO is the original guy. He had left a big power position with Cox Media because he really wanted to do something that allowed small businesses the opportunity to market like the big companies do make it accessible, affordable, and connect them directly with their community. And they do a lot of philanthropy, which is really important to me. And that's how I kind of got into it. And it's been such a blessing. I just really love it. And yeah. I get to work with my husband, too. <laughs> so, And aren't you guys getting ready to expand? Um, yeah, we actually expanded um, 
we were going to launch our second territory. We we started in Kennesaw with our flagship product, which is a magazine, direct mail magazine that goes to now 42,000 homes, Kennesaw Ackworth. We launched a second one earlier this year. That's another 42,000 homes out in East Cobb. And then we have a sister company in North Atlanta, another 42,000 homes out there. And we are looking to expand. We're doing a little research and development, although Woodstock right now is on the top of our list of where we want to go to next because it's just a lot of progression and the three communities really complement each other so well from a government standpoint to a faith standpoint to a community standpoint. So I think that's where we're looking to go to next. Um, As local franchise owners, I spent the first year and a half teacher and me thinks studying the digital side of stuff and getting some certifications in that because I wanted to really be an expert on what I was talking to people about so that we are making sure it's right message, right channel, right time um, for different industries because we work with industries of of all kinds from from your construction to your hair salon to your service electric to automotive to restaurants. Um, And it's been really a blessing. We were actually Super lucky in that our CEO was able to offset things. So during COVID, as you know, you just started, it was really difficult to stay in touch with your community and say, how are we pivoting? As much as I hate that word now, it's it's a reality for all of us as business owners. Um, And especially for our restaurant partners, he covered that. And he created a website that allowed businesses that want to sell gift cards to be able to drive revenue to do that. And he paid all the credit card processing. 100% of the proceeds went back to the local business owners across the country. Um, and that's, you know, kind of who we are as a company. And it's and we're looking to grow in this territory. And we're just really excited to be able to be so impactful in the different communities we service. Yeah, that's awesome. So let me ask you, what are, Maggie, what are some misconceptions about your industry? I think the biggest misconception are that construction workers are uneducated. Um, you know, Absolutely. that's, yeah. I, I think that's one of the largest ones we have. And, um, you know, sometimes the disrespect that comes from customers. Um, and it's kind of funny. So Michael, my husband, he's out in the field, like he's just a regular field technician running calls and, um, you know, when customers, they, once they find out that he's the owner or, you know, co-owner, um, the, the difference that their attitude and the respect that they give him just from the service technician to the owner, it's, you know, it's kind of appalling. Um, so I think that's a big misconception is that they're uneducated and that's farthest from the truth. I mean, you know, these guys are absolutely brilliant. Um, it's just, you know, there is just a different, different avenue they went down and you know they um so i think that's a big misconception yeah we're we're totally seeing that with automotive technicians as well and i think all the service industries Mm -hmm. are seeing that and i i think what we're gonna uh, find because everybody's been sending their kids to college for so many years Mm -hmm. and not into service industries is that they're going to increase in cost dramatically very soon if they aren't already doing so. Yes, absolutely. Agreed. I, I always find it amazing that there is that disrespect for the roofers and the automotive and the service and your electricians because they can't do it themselves. That's why they called you. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it's kind of remarkable that, you know, you, you know you can't do it, so why are you not respecting the person that can? There's, a, there's such a level of education, especially for electricians, that right. they have to go through in order to be certified to do that. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I think a huge sure. thing for us is, like, we have door knockers that go and they go into storm-damaged areas to help people utilize their insurance, what they pay for. right. And people will call the cops or threaten them with guns. Literally, we've had guys that have had people pull guns on them wow. at the store, get off my property. It's like, whoa, I was sitting here, you know, to let you know that you have shingles falling off your roof. I just got your neighbor's roof approved. So I could probably get yours approved, let your insurance take care of it, and keep your home totally safe, you know? Like, you yeah. don't want mold in your house. And a lot of people don't know is if you're not proactive as a homeowner— your insurance can drop you. Mm-hmm. So if your mm-hmm. insurance drives by, you have big holes in your roof, guess what? Your insurance is not going to cover you the next year. So when our guys are out there doing like free community outreach to let you know, hey, you had hail at your house last year. Um, you're coming up on the time that, you know, that cutoff is coming up for you to file it on that that claim. We're there to help. We're not there to rob you or whatever else. Like, do not pull guns on my guys. I will go out there and yell at you myself. I am 5'2". Like, I do not care. 
I <laughs> am not scared of you or your guns, but you're not going to pull your guns or threaten my guys with stuff that they're not doing anything illegal. And that's like yeah. so frustrating for us. And especially even on the flip side, we just recently got into solar. The amount of people that call us and be like, solar's a scam. And I'm like, I'm sorry that the sales rep didn't educate you on how this works. Solar is not a scam. It works very well everywhere in the country. It's not here yet because of our electrician or electricity costs, but our electricity costs are going up. Mm-hmm. The tax incentives that you have right now, there's a two-year window. You can get it now for cheap, or you can wait two years and pay full price. I don't care, but it's not a scam. Don't post all over my ads like, yeah. seller's a scam, and they're here to get you out of money. I'm like, well, stop using the people that don't live here. Like, use a local company. Yeah, not exactly. out of town. Like, if, if the people knocking on your door are from out of town, yeah. Don't like just call somebody local for sure. Again, that's why like for us, our, our thing is, is there are big national companies that have reached out to us and there's even some larger corporations here locally that have reached out to us. And our thing is no, um, ours are all local family owned businesses. So, you know, a money pages company is, is a locally owned and operated company because you're right. There are those people, especially in a storm damage situation that want to come and take advantage of somebody's poor circumstances. And you, you need to rely on your friends and neighbors who are your local business owners that you can know, like, and trust to take care of you and your home and your needs. Yeah. One of the things that uh, we talked about, uh, Chelsea and Jessica, was you have somebody on your staff that helps navigate the insurance side of things to help your customers. Tell us a little about that. A lot of our guys are insurance specialists. When And what that means is like, we're not PAs. We're not going to legally do anything. But if you don't understand your policy, let us read it and help you walk through it. Or we partner with a lot of insurance companies. So chances are, if you are insured by someone locally, we have a partnership with them and we can just call your agent and be like, hey, can you help so-and-so walk through their insurance policy, understand what's covered, what's not covered, what they have to pay out of their pocket and what the insurance is responsible for. But I mean, all of our guys are very well-versed in reading the insurance paperwork and, and doing all that. But um, it, it's an interesting time in insurance restoration. I'll, I'll say that. I'm not going <laughs> to say anything bad about it, but it's definitely... Um, it's a time that insurance companies seem to be pushing back a little bit, and it's really, really important to have a contractor who understands the insurance process before you file a claim by yourself because you're probably not going to get the the full benefits of your insurance if you try to do it by yourself. So it is really important. And, I mean, I always tell people, I'm like, well, if you don't go with us, let me refer you to five other contractors that do it the right way, and I'll tell you five to stay away from because there's a lot of people out here that do take advantage of homeowners and put them in a bad situation. So it's really important to, to really, you know, research your roof, (laughs) your roofing contractor. It's the biggest purchase that you're going to make on your home. So, yeah. So Maggie, you were telling us uh, what you were going to do this weekend. Can you share that with us? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we're, we are big advocates of um, just helping out our community in any way, shape or form that we can. Um, And one of our um, local charities that we like to um, sponsor is Cherokee Family Violence. So they're actually having a 5K. It's the um, Tina's Cat 5K or something like that this Saturday. So um, I'm going to be running that this Saturday morning. That's awesome. And so what kind of things does you, do you guys or does your company get involved with in the local community? Um, we Anything... Locally, um, I, I'd really try to be a big part of, you know, whether it's just sponsoring the high school um, football teams, baseball teams, Little League programs, um, Goshen Valley, we're, you know, big, big um, advocates for them. Um, just any anything that we can help them, you know, um, Cherokee Veterans Community, um, anything we can do to help any of our, our communities. And even if it's just pushing out their word and their mission, and we just want to be as helpful as we can for those that help serve our community. That's awesome. What about you, Ramona? How does your company and how do you guys uh, walk in your local community? Well, it's nice to take inspiration from from our founder and CEO, um, Alan Worley and Kristen Worley actually just served as the race chairs for the uh, Dreams Come True rate 5K down in Jacksonville. But locally, uh, we sponsor Big Shanty Festival, which supports education initiatives, which, of course, as a former teacher, is, is near and dear to my heart. Uh, we sponsor the Smoke on the Lake, which is Rotary Club initiatives. We're involved in a lot of the other community events as well. Um, 
we're actually in talks to figure out a way to sponsor FCA in in the local schools. So we like that as well. And, you know, for, for us, it's any, any band thing, football thing, baseball thing, five kids, we went through that. We know what that fundraising is like. So we help to support those things as well. Um, But, you know, it's, Whenever we see an opportunity and somebody asks, um, we'd like to do that. Uh, we're coming up on Thanksgiving, so we partner with Blue Thanksgiving to promote them for free because it's important to support our, our local police officers. They provide Thanksgiving meals for those police officers who are working that day. So those are just a few of the ones that we like to partner with. That's super cool. At yeah. Terminus, we have, um, since uh, women-owned and in roofing and um, and in solar, it was something for us that we really wanted to make the women-owned aspect really um, prominent. So for us, um, there's a women's shelter up in Rome that is near and dear to Jessica's heart and her family. And so that has been our thing that we've every month we give um, a portion of all the proceeds from roofs and everything that we do to them, um, along with uh, now with... Uh, breast cancer. Um, I lost one of my best friends um, a year ago. And so for me, super excited on Saturday to walk arm in arm with uh, Tammy Lewis from St. Louis um, and the Hero Walk in downtown Woodstock. So we're going to do that walk. And then um, our guys, and then our guys, we're going to take our guys up to Rome to um, a walk in her shoes walk. And so it's for the, um, the women's shelter up in Rome. But the guys, oh my God, get this. The guys have to literally walk the mile in high heels. That is amazing. That is awesome. Pictures, please. Absolutely. If anyone wants to join us, you can sign up for free. It's totally free. You get a t-shirt, a bag. It's a walk a mile at Hospitality House in Rome. Um, It's literally like a mile on a Friday. I think it's at noon. It's so fun. Guys, the police chief gets involved every year and has like the craziest high heels like all I just don't know where they find them. I was just gonna uh, say I, I will Amazon, totally make my Amazon, Amazon and then the, they're marketed get anything on Amazon stone you have to that is awesome do they have to size 11 triple E's all right I might have to put Brian in a pair of those but I mean like there's guys that are gonna be in like thigh high boots walking down the street it's hilarious hilarious. it's such a good cause it's their biggest event of the year that they put on and so we're so blessed to be one of the title sponsors this year so do you guys do like clothing drives and things for the shelter as well so the the um shelter has a thrift store in rome and they take donations and then they sell it and all the proceeds they keep but the people that are in the shelter get to shop for free um, oh, that's so wonderful. you can volunteer there. They don't have any employees. They're all volunteer only. Um, you can drop off the, I mean, this would be far for them to come pick up, but if you had like something really big, they might be able to come get a volunteer to come pick it up. But yeah, my mom's actually the director and has been for over 20 years there. She did 10 years in Raleigh and then came back and found herself right back where she started right after college. And, um, it's, it's such a good shelter. It's, it's such a huge need, and um, unfortunately, they've they've lost a lot of funding over the past eight years um, from the government. So, if you feel entitled or like if you feel led to donate, that's a great shelter to 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 be at. And um, yeah, it's a ten thousand square foot shelter. They can I think they can house like a hundred people, a hundred women and their kids. And so, it's it's truly a, a special place. That's amazing. Yeah. Please please say thank you to your mom for the work she's doing. That's awesome. So Maggie, what motivates and inspires you? I would say poor customer service motivates and inspires me. Um, As odd as that sounds, but whenever I receive, (laughs) yes, so whenever I receive like poor customer service, um, it just, it, it makes me want to give more to our customers. So anytime that, that I receive that, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to give the best customer service I can today. So, you know, I think poor customer service just really motivates me because there's nothing more that, that aggravates me than, than receiving poor customer service. It, there's just no excuse for it. I mean, absolutely none. So definitely just want to show them out and do better and, and give better. That's awesome. Ramona, same question. Um, well, I told you my dad was a small business owner and, and so was Brian's. Brian's dad owned a small business too. So for me, maybe it's the former English teacher. The thing that motivates, inspires me is meeting people like yourselves, the small local business owner and hearing your story because everything starts with that dream 
um, and the dream to provide that better customer service, to take care of your friends and neighbors in your community in a way that larger corporations or, or bigger people or even just that not reputable guy that's not licensed and insured, which, you know, you guys know, we, we refer to them in the, as truck in a truck. Um, you know, there and there's tons of them, especially all over social media, and you can't trust those people. So what motivates and inspires me is the opportunity to kind of meet them, learn their story, and help whoever I can. And sometimes that's through money pages with marketing, and sometimes it's just who do I know that can help you um, and, and help your business. I, I, you know, with my background, I actually spent yesterday serving – as a free educational advocate for one of my business owners because her son's IEP meeting was up and she was beside herself and didn't know how to handle it. So that's why I spent my, my, my morning yesterday. Um, you know, because you're, you're called to help however you can and you ladies are really inspiring. And quite frankly, you know, I, I work with my husband too, and it's a rare thing I have to say to be in a room where there are four of us who work very successfully with our husbands. Um, and what a blessing, but that's that's really what it is for me is it's the story and the journey and the it, it takes a village mindset to be able to you know help others Chelsea what about you hmm. um, I mean I really feel like for us it's um, yes we uh, we want to do we want to do roofing differently I know that there's a lot of really good roofers and roofing companies out there um, but I just I just have a, this feeling in my soul that we that we're meant for something big, you know, we're meant for something bigger and something that we can like the generational wealth, like something I can give to my children, mm-hmm. something I can feel like, man, we we did that, like that was from scratch, like heck yeah, you know, like good. I mean, seriously, I just especially whenever um, like in whether it's residential or commercial or anything like that. Um, just being able to go into a room and to own it with confidence and to know that out of anybody in this room, I know I'm the best, you know, and I'm, I'm, I want to, f- I want that too, to be something that my children see. I want them to see their mom own something and own something well and own something with integrity and be able to stamp it, approve it and be like, all right, so let it. Mean? That's inspiring. It's very inspiring. <laughs> Jessica? Tell us about you. Let's see. I'm going to piggyback off Chelsea a little bit. Um, I grew up with a single mom. So me and my mom are always super close. I'm an only child. And then I have three girls. So um, I grew up and I always always joke it's a, I call it gifted kid syndrome. Like, you know, got put in gifted when I was really young and always had to like do the best and be the best and always had, you know, great grades even without trying. And then I got done with school and I was like, oh, what, what do I do? What do I do now? Um, and I think it's, I I know a lot of my friends that had the same exact path growing up and we always are like, it's kind of like Jack of all trades, master at none. Um, and, and to feel like the, okay, this is what I pick. I'm not going to be indecisive. I'm going to pick this. And did I think it was going to be roofing? No, but I want to show my kids that it doesn't matter what you pick. You can be successful at whatever you want to do, whether it's even if it's like one of the cliches like, oh, there's, you know, all the actors work in a coffee shop. Okay, well, if you want to do that, I mean, my kids are little right now. They don't know what they want to do, but they would all be very good actresses. They are very dramatic. But um, (laughs) it's like one of those things that it's like if you're going to if you're going to say you're going to be an actor, well, I'm moving your butt out to California or wherever the Hollywood is at that point. And you're going to be the best damn one you can be like, I don't care if you ever get a role but as long as you're doing the best that you can be that's all I care about and I just want them to see me doing the best that I can do at something even if it's not like what I thought that I would be doing and that that's okay you can still find success in the unexpected and then in when life changes like still find that way to to get fulfilled and be successful even if it's not what you originally like think you know yeah my husband grew up in New Orleans and so he participated in you know Mardi Gras every year parades and stuff and he's he used he would always say the same thing to the kids he would say if you have to shovel poop behind the horses in the parade you be the best poop shoveler that you can be yeah absolutely (laughs) and and it's okay to adapt and, and you know have five different careers it's totally fine and it doesn't mean that you are less than someone who's had the same dream since they were five. It's okay. You can still have the same amount of success and, and self-worth. 
as as that person that's known what they've wanted to do since they were two. Doesn't matter. Well, yeah, and then sometimes that. you you know, like I knew teaching was my thing from second grade on, and then here I am, you know, at fifty doing a complete career change and loving it. It's been such a blessing, and it's really great message for your kids for you to say, you know, you don't have to fit into society's expectations or even necessarily the expectations of yourself on the path you're on, you can make that change and do something really amazing and great. Good for you. Yeah. And I, and I feel like too, another thing that motivates me a little bit along the way, um, has been in a weird way. Um, and I don't know if it's happened for you guys, but, um, as you grow in success and as you grow in like popularity in your field of expertise, um, I mean, I've, I've lost a lot of friends, like, you know, like I've, you know, the, the hatred (laughs) there is terrible. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, um, you know, people that I really thought were going to be by my side no matter what. And then whenever I decided to do this and they didn't think it was a good idea at the time, um, you know, totally gone, just gone. Um, you know, and then words that, you know, they'll say, or I hear, you know, people say on, uh, social media or whatever. I'm like, Ooh, man. Okay. Well, you, you're lucky that that actually has worked, um, as a disadvantage to you. Cause now that's lit my fire up. Like, um, and I actually posted on my story today where it was like, if, if you're going to have those thoughts, you're going to like admire me from afar but um, don't come interrupt me in what I'm doing because the best is yet to come and you can't take me down. You know, like um, I can't remember the Bible verse right now, but he's, I'm on the mountain and you can't bring me down that one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it's in the Bible. I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine for you, your friends were probably shocked because it's such an unexpected industry for women. And I'm betting, Maggie, you probably mm-hmm. experienced some of that being in service. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, me too. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. And you too. Yeah. Automotive. automotive yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, um, do you think they're jealous, Chelsea, of your success? Um, I would say yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I quite feel frankly, like... I don't really care now because if they, if they were my real friends, you know, well, I'm sorry. They would you've, be there. I'm sorry. You've had to live through that, but I, I do feel like we become, Uh, like the people that we surround ourselves with. And as you continue to grow and change, the people that you surround yourself with are going to be more like-minded and that's Mm -hmm. going to help you continue to move in the direction that you feel called to move in. And like, that brings me to the next question, which is about mentoring, uh, being mentored and mentoring others. Uh, who wants to answer that first? Like who is mentoring you and who are you mentoring and how does that look? It's Jessica. I don't know if you guys know our voices yet. So, um, I, I really honestly feel like I've been mentored my whole life by my mom. I touched on her a little bit, but she was always the loudest in the room and not always the popular one. Um, she has worked really, really hard at her job. I've seen her go toe to toe with lawyers, doctors, policemen, politicians, senators, like yelling at them because they're doing the wrong thing. Like she was never afraid to be that voice and watching that growing up as a a young girl and being like, okay, well, you know, so-and-so is not showing up at the shelter. So we're going to go spend the night at the shelter. Sorry, mommy has to work. Like that's how it was. And she never made an excuse and she never apologized for who she was. And, and that changed my perception of what it means to be a strong woman and that it's okay to have the loudest voice and not be the popular one. Um, there was a brief, you know, stint in high school that I did not think that that was okay, but you know, as <laughs> I think as, we as all an, had that in high school. Yeah. yeah. So, but as an adult, um, looking back on how, who she is and how she raised me and, you know, I, I remember it's so funny that I remember this, but the first time she ever met my husband he asked her, what's one thing I need to know? And she was like, that Jess is going to be who she is, whether she's in front of the president or the homeless person down the street, and she's not going to apologize for it. And I raised her that way. And if you ever try to change it, 
I will make sure she leaves you. And I was like, okay, well, hi, nice to meet you. Okay, great coffee. But, <laughs> Who needs the dad right, in the room with the gun, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> She's much scarier, much scarier. But no, I, I, I truly believe that she has been my mentor my whole life of, of who I want to be. And even if I didn't know who I wanted to be, I knew I wanted to be like her. Um, but not only that, like industry specific, I've been blessed to be in, in the room with a bunch of really powerful women that have killed the roofing and solar industry and some of them are younger than me but I still look at them and I'm like damn I want to do that how do you do that like they walk in the room and every single person's eye looks at them not because they're beautiful which they are but because they're strong and they're powerful and they're smart and they know their industry inside and out and I think that's what when I'm looking for a mentor is I want someone who knows I they want to know more than anyone else because people like write them off before they even walk in. But then when they start talking, everyone's like, oh, 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 she's, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. She's way smarter than me. Okay. So that's, that's my, uh, who I look for in mentors is, is people that are much smarter than I am and can command the respect that they, they deserve even in this industry. <laughs> yeah. And I do feel like with, um, um, the Woodstock business club. So I, I, firmly believe now getting yourself involved in any of those clubs and those communities so that you can meet amazing people that, I mean, Lori, our coffee with you, I mean, you, I mean, it was amazing. I mean, I wasn't expecting to, Oh, that was my knee. Um, I wasn't expecting to, um, you know, be in complete like adoration of what you do and your heart, you know? So there's just, there's so many opportunities just around, just sitting right across from you or down the street from you or um, whenever you go to one of the restaurants, you know, the people that own them, um, they're all wonderful people. So for us, I feel like I've um, in, in the, in the process too of like, you know, doing Woodstock business club. And then that has opened up doors to be a part of other um, clubs like down in Atlanta for commercial side, where I'm looking at these women that they're just killing it. Um, so to have the, uh, nerve or whatever you want to call it to just go and ask them to, you know, go have coffee or go, um, in my case it was to go have tequila, but, um, (laughs) not going to lie. Whatever it takes. Yes. So, um, and, and just, I mean, that was her favorite too. So it worked out and now, you know, I can call a couple of them with any question. Um, and two, they're really good about just encouraging me and just sending me text messages to say, Hey, go rock it today. All right. Like just kill it. And if you have questions, let me know. Um, you know, you just have their backs, but you just, it's that first step of going to a, like a community club type thing. Um, speaking up. And if you have, if you feel like I need to meet this one, this one, and this one, go meet them and then set up your one-on-ones. Um, yeah, and grow those relationships. What about you, Ramona? Um, I have a mom similar to yours. Uh, so she's been my role model my whole life. But coming into a career change at this point, um, I don't have a mentor. I have a board of directors, I call them, um, who aren't actually our company board of directors. They're my life board of directors. And some of them um, are... Uh, amazing women who help me in my faith journey and, you know, are just a support sort of source of support for that. Um, and then I have some that I've met in networking and there's men and women alike, uh, cause they all have different strengths and weaknesses as in areas of expertise. So they mentor me on terms of, you know, how did I get started in networking and where do you go and what do you look for? And, and, you know, how do you organize your time? Because all of, all of that's so new for me, um, or at least it was a few years ago. Um, and how do you, you know, connect with local businesses? And as far as like the key mentor, um, I would I would have to say it's really Alan Worley, our CEO, um, and his wife, Kristen. They are, you know, role models in terms of giving back and how they do it. And, and Alan really gave up this high power position with a great thing, mortgaged his house, borrowed money from his parents and started his company from scratch 20 years wow. ago, pounding the streets, knocking on the doors, you know, all of that. And he's grown it now to a national level company that handles the likes of the print digital for the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Better Business Bureau and people like that. But he's still humble and in touch and 
he is available to kind of talk me through um, anything from I'm going into a big meeting and this is what I want to talk about. Like, how do I do this? Because I'm, you know, I'm here's the opportunity. I'm not I, I really I, we don't sell advertising. We create partnerships. So that whole like, oh, close, always be closing. That's just not part of our culture. But ultimately, it's business. Um, so he's that, that person that has built this from the relationship standpoint. So he's a great source of inspiration and, and resource for me. Yeah, that's awesome. I do feel like we've we've mentioned Woodstock Business Club specifically, but mm-hmm. I do feel like mentor or um, uh, like networking is new to me as well. And, uh, I do feel like the success that has come from it has not been about trying to find the business. It's been about mm-hmm. creating the friendships and the relationships really? Absolutely. And, and that it's come from there because in every business, you're not going to do everything perfectly, but if I know who you are and I know your heart, then I know that if, if there's a mistake, you'll fix it. Or I know that you didn't mean to do it. Or I know that you weren't trying to rip me off or whatever, whatever, whatever it is. You know, you're, I you're mean, not that out of town scam person, Jessica. Yeah, yeah. Chuck in a truck. <laughs> yeah, chuck right. in a truck. Yeah. Well, Maggie, how about you? How, who Who is mentoring you and who are you mentoring and how does that look? So I, I think that we can take something from each person that we meet, even if it's something like that. I, you know, I, I'm like, I, I don't want to be like that person. I didn't appreciate the way that they interacted with me. I want to make sure that I don't do that towards somebody else, or it can be a positive thing. There's always something that we can take from each person that we meet. Um, and it's just surrounding yourselves with like-minded individuals, you know, strong women in business that, you know, we know we have each other's backs. And if I need, you know, I have a question or need a little bit of encouragement or something like that, then, you know, I've got 10 people that I can, you know, just reach out to and, 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 get that, you know, motivation and encouragement from them. So I think it's just really important just to surround yourself with like-minded individuals and, you know, we can just mentor each other and, you know, it, you know, it takes a village, but I mean, it does take a village, right? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like you see somebody and you're like, okay, in 10 years, I want to be there. Right. How did you do it? What did you do that you would never do again? Mm -hmm. Like, what are the, the, like, I want to know all the good stuff and the bad stuff, so I don't do the bad stuff. Exactly, like I'm just going to do this stuff right here in the middle. That's the good stuff. And then you take you you take away from them, and mm-hmm. then you make it your own. I mean, so you know, you, it's it's important to get a collaborative opinions, views, perspectives on everything, and then you just turn it into your own, and then you know it becomes and to have people that you can just go and vent. Exactly. Yes, like, that oh is so gosh. important. This Absolutely. homeowner that literally won't pay. <laughs> oh, how do you do that? Yeah, <laughs> let's yeah, let's not talk about those people, huh? But you know, you mentioned the Woodstock one, and for for those people who are listening, who are women in business, um, the KBA Women's Luncheon is an amazing place to meet some amazing people over there. Um, MBA has a great group of women in the East Cobb, um, East Cobb Business Association has a women's luncheon as well. I would strongly recommend them. There are some phenomenal women across all industries that you can get in touch with are so um, unlike high school women where, you know, it's catty and whatever. They're really looking to how do we build each other up? How do we help each other? Whether you do business together or not do business together, it's we're all in business together. How do we help one another? And there's some great resources there too. Yeah. Well, you bring me to the last question for everybody and I'll start with you, Maggie. What advice do you have for uh, other women business owners who are out there trying to kill it? Oh, wow. Um, don't take shit from anybody. Just, <laughs> d- just don't take shit from anybody. I mean, be your own person, own it. If you, if you mess up, own it, but just be your own person, go out there and do it. How about you, Jessica? I would say don't limit yourself to your own beliefs or other people's. Um, I think as women, we always are quick to apologize for things that are not our fault or quickly diminish ourselves to make other people comfortable. Stop shrinking yourself to make other people comfortable and learn your craft. Learn it better because, unfortunately, you're going to have to to sit in some rooms, um, be the smartest person at the table that you possibly can be, and, and always stay humble. But definitely know your worth going into an industry. Ramona? Um. In my teaching years from my very first classroom when I still had a chalkboard, um, yes, that long ago, 
I always had a saying that I put on the board that was um, adversity ends with perseverance and perseverance ends with success. And I always had it up there and talked to my kids about that as they thought, you know, as middle schoolers starting to figure themselves out, you know, who, who you want to be as a person, who you want to be as that. And I have found that um, it's on a chalkboard in my office now because I kind of am old school that way. And it's a good reminder for me every day because there are challenges and adversities every day in different forms. And sometimes it's business and sometimes it's emotional and sometimes emotional impacts your business. But stick with it. Um, don't give up. You you have this dream and you started something for a reason. So never forget your purpose and just you know know that there's people out there to support you. That's perfect. Awesome. Chelsea? Um, I mean, all theirs are really, really good. Um, so, I mean, I, I feel like if you have the, the feeling or the, that pool to do it then do it, like if you don't do it, you're, you're, you're going to look back and wonder what ifs. Um, but then I also feel like one of the best things to do is just to continue to invest in yourself and in your mind. So if you're going to, um, you know, own a company and, push it to be the best. Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of the, the whole thing we, we were taught, um, was that you have like, uh, what was John Maxwell said it? Um, it's like, you know, you have your ceiling and your ceiling goes only this high. So then that's, that's, if this is how much, you know, and how much you're putting into yourself, that's, as, that's as high as your business is going to go. So if you want your business to exceed and to be abundant and growing, well, you have to grow and you have to keep pushing that ceiling up. So investing in yourself and your, and your body, your soul, your mind, all of it. Um, and just never, never going back on what you, why you first started. So remember your whys. And that's something we push really hard with our uh, sales reps. Um, we have all of our sales reps write out all of their goals and their why. So whenever they have their quarterly reviews with their manager, they're like, don't forget this is why you're doing it, you know? Um, so always remember your whys and don't, don't take crap from nobody. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Amen. why I do this. Cause I have learned so much today and I've been so inspired and I can't wait to go back and listen to this over and over again and continue to, uh, my own journey, you know, growing and, and learning and becoming. So thank you guys for being here today. Uh, and, uh, it's just been an amazing time. I appreciate each of you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. You.